are listening to her podcast. This show is meant to provide answers and encouragement to every her who is struggling to find answers through all the common pitfalls of life to ultimately bring your best self and to dream on. Today, I am bringing on my husband, Vincent Spano, as a co-host, and we will be touching on the topic, when love, when the love dries up. So, in other words, we all go through that honeymoon stage, and yes, it can be so exciting and fun to get, um, to, get to know each other and to experience life together through the highs, through the magic, the ecstasy of each moment. So when that inevitably ends, as it um, as really it does in every single relationship, um, it can really feel like life kicked you in the gut with all the common struggles that um, all relationships go through and the natural ebb and flow of them. This honeymoon stage, or as I like to call it, the new and exciting stage, because that's what it is, something that was never meant to be the foundation of your relationship, but the complement to the depth which will grow from the years of being faithful to stick it out through the good and the bad. Um, so Vincent, I just, I want to get like a guy's perspective because I think sometimes like us girls have like this impression that like guys don't really, um, I don't know, like, like it's just us that needs that like romance and that passion. But do you remember like about what stage that like honeymoon period ended for us? Like, did you even notice it? I, I mean, I guess like what I'm trying to say is, um, like how did it affect you? Like as a guy? Um, to me, it ended about around the time we had Silas. Um, life got serious super fast about that time. I, I think it was easier to just naturally focus on our relationship without the extra stress of a child before we had him. And reala realizing I had to provide for another person and care for them made it really hard for me to handle everything. It added a lot of extra stress and it caused every other relationship to kind of need more, I, I guess you could say. Um, do you think that it affected you, like, that, that honeymoon state ending like it did me? Because I remember taking it so hard. Yeah, it caused me to honestly feel like a failure. It made me think that I wasn't enough. Um, having to take that extra effort to make the relationship work was emotionally difficult for me. I thought, like, shouldn't my relationship with the woman, the king of the universe, cho chose for me be pretty easy? Shouldn't I love her without difficulty? And that answer is going to be no. I mean, love takes work. Like, real love takes work. Real love is hard. Relationships, any relationship is difficult. Any deep relationship. They take sacrifice, service, a humble attitude, and, like, plenty of forgiveness. At first, everything seems so perfect, like, when you're a kid in a, in a sort of way. You have no responsibilities and everything is, is kind of a, a breeze, but, you know, life is new, everything is new when you're a kid and everything's like, whoa, this this, this first time I ever had cake before, it tastes pretty good, <laughs> but now you've had 30 birthdays go by and you're like, oh, great cake, but growing up hits you like a, a ton of bricks in that same way when you realize it takes effort to serve, to survive emotionally and physically, and you have new responsibilities and, and new hardships once you get out of the house, when, you know, but... In that same way, you have freedom and you appreciate the things that come with it. It's kind of like that. I mean, it may get a little bit harder, but there's so much more that comes out of a deeper relationship with your wife. There's so much more... With your husband on your, on your side. <laughs> with your, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you know, but it's... 
it, it takes a lot of extra effort and a lot more service and being closer to the Lord, a lot more humbleness, but there's so much more that comes out of it. And nine times out of ten, when things are harder to work for, the more it pays off. Um, it's just so much deeper, so much better. Was it, like, sad for you when, like, when we had, you know, obviously we love our, like, child, but, like, when we had Silas, was it, like, sad for you in a way, like, how the that dynamic shifted, like, when we kind of hit that next stage of marriage? Yeah, it was it was pretty difficult. I, I just, I didn't talk about it a lot. I was quiet about it, and I, I kept it mainly to myself, but I did feel extremely sad. I remember asking God to just fix it and, and make it like it was. I remember praying a lot of the time, but... Because you didn't, like, voice that. I never, like, remember you voicing, like, you being sad about not being, it, like, losing that passion and that, like, vivacious, vivaciousness. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I felt, I felt, I felt sad, like, it wasn't supposed to happen. And yeah. generally, when a man fails, he doesn't like to go around telling everyone about yeah, it. Yeah, okay. So, I kind of kept it to myself, and if I could go back, I would not do that. I would definitely share it with you. And that's just kind of the part of growing, yeah. To communicate with your wife or wife and husband, whoever. Um, to communicate and, and and make sure that they understand your emotional level and yeah. how you're feeling. But it's, I mean, it is difficult. You, ha you have to learn and grow. But the, the more you get through things with God's help and the more he shows you, the better those relationships are without like a life without any sort of hardship you know keeps you from growing it keeps you from learning anything um yeah and so I think you know unless unless you dated for years this stage like the honeymoon stage typically lasts anywhere from six months to two years but when it's over you know we can make the mistake um you know of, of like almost like mistaking the loss of excitement for having picked the wrong person and the loss of um of ultimately love like we, we think that there either never was love there to begin with or it just kind of ended and so we think we need to move on um this is the reason so many people get married and get divorced only to follow this cycle five times over and still be left to wonder what she's doing wrong and i'll tell you what she's doing wrong <laughs> Um, she's giving up on love because the relationship has made its natural ebb and flow towards the next stage of intimacy and she doesn't like she really doesn't like what the next stage holds. Um, but I, I found this interesting, and I, I um, well, you know, I was doing a little bit of research on this, um, and I, I kind of found the same um, pattern everywhere. Um, it's called the the seven stages of um, that every relationship every relationship goes through, um, and the seven stages are passion, realization, rebellion cooperation, reunion, explosion, and co and then finally completion. Um, so there is a happily, like a happy ending. <laughs> there is a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Um, but truly you can't, you can't go through the worst, like, or you can't, you can't get to the best if you don't go through the worst. Um, this is what, like, this is what we like to call delayed gratification. The beauty of a marriage who has reached completion is that both partners have proven their commitment and their undying love to not just stick it out through the good, but they stick it out through the bad, um, you know, for better or for worse. 
really, we can experience no greater love than seeing a, a marriage through. Like, we ourselves, like, can, can, the, the peace and the feeling of belonging to someone, no matter what, even in the midst of your bad, is seriously, like, like, the most grounded feeling ever. And this only comes from Christ. We cannot love without him. And so if you have, if you've been married for a while and the love has seeped dry and left you feeling alone, frustrated, exasperated, really, and really, um, in want for something more, what's she to do? Well, if you are in that second or third stage of marriage or even a later stage and aren't sure how to ignite those sparks again, here are, um, a few ways, um, that you can do that. Because we've, we've all been there. Um, first, we are going to share five tips that we have learned along the way, which have really ensured that we can recreate those exact feelings and bring back that connection and ultimately live your best life in marriage. So number one, plan a date night, one day or night a week. Um, and what's more um, is, is to agree that date nights are sacred. Like, unless something comes up, like, don't skip them. View them as essential to guarding the intimacy um, and the connection that the two of you share. What's more is do not talk about negative things. Whatever you feel like quote-unquote needs to be discussed, um, you know, if he forgot to do that thing he promised, um, if he said something, if he did something, like put it on the back burner um, and, and just really like be young and free again. Um, learn to not be so uptight. Um, this is something I, I had to learn. Um, so, you know, only talk about positive things during these date nights. And take this time also to dream. Where do you want to be in a year, in five years, in ten? This is a perfect time to, like, you know, discuss this and to dream together. Vincent and I are actually, like, in this dreaming stage now. Um, we're, we're still pretty young, and we have so many things that we are, you know, looking forward to. Um, this, in and of itself, can really reawaken that honeymoon stage of marriage and like those sparks to really lighten up and dream together um is is vital <clears throat> and we can learn to not be so uptight and rigid but allow ourselves to anticipate with excitement the light at the end of the tunnel which which um which you may currently be in yeah yeah i think that dating date nights are like super important um it's it's everything. I mean, it, it gives us free time to spend together. Uh, that allows me to show her that she's the most important thing in this world. It just kind of get her to feel important, which I mean, is 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 difficult sometimes when you're going through everyday life. I mean, or we'll have like arguments before it or something. Yeah, I mean, it it gives us a break from the trouble. Allows us just to focus focus on each other and talk. And if you've ever if you're ever having trouble during that date that date night or before on the way or that that morning or whatever it is <clears throat> a lot of the times you just need to go because we've had that happen a lot where we, you're tempted to say well we probably shouldn't go tonight and sometimes or, those are like our best date nights don't you agree yeah i mean just to reconnect after feeling disconnected is is super important it almost you know because that's that's what you really really want and and to say, you know, I don't want to do it tonight, you know, we're not in a place where we should do it, is you honestly just protecting yourself from further harm emotionally, because that's what I do when I do it, there's no other reason to do it, like, it's just, it's just fear, and pushing through that, and loving each other really helps. Um, so number two, find you, okay, girls, this is, like, vital, um, this is really what 
her, the, the ministry, like my, the ministry that I started is, is all about, it's rediscovering your most vibrant self to learn to dream, take chances, become, become like your best you and really make a positive impact with the gifts and talents that God has given you. Um, nothing has changed our marriage more than when I stopped depending on Vincent for my every breath of inspiration and survival. When I like got a life for myself and discovered who it like who I was before him and who I am still aside from him, this is when um really I became just as if not more attractive as as when we first met. Nothing is more magnetic than her who knows who she is. Um like who she like what she's about and like where she's going. That's something that draws your husband in. Yeah, I mean, I think it's super important. It's a super important part of a marriage. I mean, to, to put God first and not make an idol out of your spouse. I mean, mar marriage only works when you have a relationship with the Lord. You can't love, serve, or forgive unconditionally without Him, without being connected to Him. And your spouse will fail and have times of doubt, and they won't be there for you to essentially be your idol when you seek that in them. When they fail, you'll be left feeling empty, and your husband will be left feeling like a failure. It'll cause a snowball effect of emotional damage like it has, you know, in our lives and what I've seen in other people. He may even learn to resent you for it, honestly. And, um, you know, the great thing is that... Resent you for, like, giving up yourself? Yeah, I mean, resent, like, feeling like a failure over and over. Causing someone to feel or causing me to feel like I, I, I can't do it. Not not Maybe not resent is the yeah. correct word to say, but... I don't know, to just feel exhausted. Yeah. Because, like, I'm, like, expecting so much from you to, like, give yeah. me. And, like, you're not, like, my God. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, I mean, the great thing is is that we know the answer and we have the answer. And that's having a relationship in Christ. I mean, this relationship to... the, 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 the Sorry. The, this relationship for a person to lean on emotionally and physically is Jesus. I mean, the yearning and hole in your heart is not for your husband, but for... For Christ, I mean, he's gonna yeah, he's gonna give you hope, peace, and comfort. And I mean, it's even more what's even more miraculous is that when you seek a relationship with him, he'll make your marriage better, and you'll feel better, and you'll feel more love for your husband, and you'll feel whole in your relationship with your husband. He'll he'll heal every aspect of it. Yeah, I think that's really good. Like not making your husband an idol because. Um, I think whenever we were first married, that was, it was hard because, I, you know, I had a really huge friend group, and um, I remember my husband being a little um, fearful of, you know, because I was always out and about with my friends, and I think he was a little fearful of me um, not continuing a marriage where I was just out every night, which is, like, one end of the spectrum, but then I, like, kind of just, like, gave up all my friends altogether, and that's, like, the other end of the spectrum, and so I, I really should have come somewhere in the middle where I still had, like, that, that, um, that, you know, I still maintained myself and, like, my friend group and everything. I mean, like, who I was apart from him. But, you know, at the same time, you're married. So, like, finding that balance is, like, crucial. Um, number three, take up a hobby together. Um, working out, um, join a reading club, rock climbing, cooking, like, underwater basket weaving, like, whatever is your thing, like, do it together, but it's got to be something you both enjoy, and it'll change for sure, but the point is finding something that brings you both together and brings you alive, and, like, try new things. Like, I know Vincent is more of an introvert, so I have, like, I have to kind of, like, 
put like push him out of his comfort zone like gently but we are always like glad when we do and I mean like like I just I, I like seeking like taking up a hobby together is like 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 really I feel like it's really good for like reconnecting and like discovering new things about each other um and number five the last thing is to get a little crazy in um the bedroom so this is a little scandalous but um don't settle for monotonous like change things up and get out of your comfort zone and um really just try something new the other thing is don't wait for your partner to take the first step in pursuing you pursue him like be wild and let loose like like i think sometimes like Women in the bedroom can be, they can feel a little, like, insecure and, like, but what, one of the best tips that we got was to keep the lights on. Um, like, let it be, like, an, a very intimate moment between the two of you. Um, the bedroom is probably the first place to go when you aren't feeling connected and you need, um, I don't know, to feel like that thrill or, like, that excitement again. Um, so, I'm a fixer and I just, I know for me, like, the reason why I wanted to really start this podcast was um, just the, really, like, I like to have the answers. Like, I just want someone to tell me, like, okay, like, this is the formula, like, this is what you're doing wrong, and this is how you can su succeed. So, like, you know, for me, like, just tell me what it is, and, like, whatever it is, like, I'll do it. Um, so, I, I really wanted to start this podcast because um, I wanted to give y'all practical answers um, along the road of, of life, um, and just really, like, share some of the wisdom that we've learned through counseling and through, um, hiccups and trial and error, and, um, and just finally getting it right. Um, so I'm going to get a guy's perspective before, um, we end on, um, things that wives do ultimately that kill the excitement and, um, vivaciousness of marriage. So, Vincent, what are some external factors that really hinder your ability to connect in marriage at times? Um, well, some external factors for a man like that really hinders them is, number one, spending time with God, like I just spoke to spoke about before, because I just, I want to push that so heavily, because it is the most important thing. And I mean, it, no, it sounds, I know it sounds simple, but it's, it's hard to continually seek the lord to continually do yeah. that every time to make the right decision even though the answer is just so straightforward it's like if i told you that there was a million dollars at the end of the earth that would be really simple for me just to say you know what to do but it's going to take you a lot of work and a lot of time to get there um another thing is i mean honestly sin will really hinder a man in spending time with his wife and being close to his wife even secretly or openly, will completely shatter any hope of a great marriage. Um, these are these are kind of encouraging. Like, I just want to interrupt you for a minute. Because, like, sometimes, like, we can think that it's us or it's something that we're doing or something that we're not doing or maybe they're not attracted to us anymore. Um, but a lot, like, a lot of times, like, you're not the problem. Like, he's dealing with his own things, like, internally. Um, and he's just trying to process it all. So um, I'll let you finish. But. Yeah, I mean... I would say after that, that the number one thing that really hurts a marriage is adultery. And I know that sounds obvious, but it, it really never starts with, with cheating. You know, like a big, when you think of adultery, you think of like physically cheating. But it never starts with 
physical, it always starts with the eyes and, and your heart. And upon saying that, you know, pornography is a huge factor in damaged marriages and it'll draw your husband away from you if you're ever wondering like what's what's the problem like why is he being so distant or what why is he being so so quiet why doesn't he like me or why isn't this or that and a lot of the times or i would say like 60 to 70 percent of the time that's what it is i mean maybe not pornography but him looking at other women or or anything in that aspect um it's a huge factor and it'll it'll draw him away from you and here's a like a couple just a couple of, of facts about that I mean pornography use increases the marital infidelity rate by more than 300 percent Wow also 50 percent of American divorces involve one party having a having an obsessive interest in, in like pornographic websites or any type of pornography and that's not a coincidence this is straight adultery and if jesus says adultery is committed when a man looks at a woman with less than so is pornography and even more baffling and, and pretty crazy to me is that 68 percent of church-going men and over 50 percent of pastors view porn on a regular basis and of young christian adults 18 to 24 years old 76 percent actively search for porn so you need to openly ask your husband if he is watching pornography. It, it may be what is hindering your relationship the most. And I know I'm kind of going off track with this, but I just want you to understand how important that is in a relationship. And any any sort of thing on the side can be really big and can really damage that. And that goes for women too, because I don't know the exact amount, but it was pretty high for women as well. Um. So, like, aside from, like, those... Um like, deep external factors, um, what are things that women do that kind of, um, like, hinder the, you know, their ability to connect with their husbands? Like, kind of, like, I guess, like, what are things that women do that push their husbands away from, from, like, connecting intimately? Not just in the bedroom, but, like, you know, um, having those, like, feelings of, like, excitement again in their relationship. Oh, gosh, I guess I misunderstood you. No, 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 but that's, like, no, but that's important, too. Yeah, um, I, I would just say, um, being really hard on your husband, um, not feeling, um, not be, not being easy on him, and I know that feels weird to to not be upset about it. And not, I'm not saying don't be upset. I'm just saying go easy on him, and maybe say like just in, encourage him and love him regardless of how he acts towards you. Um, and any type of you know nagging or any type of what constitutes as nagging? Because, like, so, you know, sometimes you have to talk to your husband about things, remind him about things, but what, is that, what does it look like? What's the difference between that and nagging? I would say nagging is uh, confronting anyone in a negative way. Okay, with, like... Compo like, multiple times. With, like, with like, like is, it, is it about, like, the words, or is it about, like, the, the like, attitude, I guess, or both? <laughs> Um, I would say, I would say both, I, a lot of the times it's really easy for someone to pick up on a negative attitude or a negative, and I'm not saying just women do this, I mean, anyone in any relationship or any aspect, um, just continually asking somebody when you both know that there's a problem and when you both know that speaking about it again is not the answer, but you continue to do it, um, a lot of the time, nagging is used to just get it off your chest to relieve emotional strife yeah, or an emotional 
um, any emotional feelings that you have, but what's better is to pray about it and to come to your husband positively and, and with an open heart to, to fix the, to not, to not fix him, but to fix the problem. Okay. Um, and then, so from a guy's perspective, like what can she do to initiate those sparks again? Um, I mean, just to be intentional, I mean, she can ask him if he wants to go on dates, um, serve him the same way, love him unconditionally, see God with her whole heart. Um, and for the man, the same thing goes. I mean, love her unconditionally, seek her or seek the Lord first and put, put her first and lead her with a servant's heart. Um, to just look to any, at any chance you can get treat her with love, any chance you can get serve her. And that's like the smallest things like opening the door for her, um, making her lunch, you know, calling her at work to tell her you love her. Um, just to let her know you're thinking about her. That because that'll do a lot. Dude, it's more of the simple things. Yeah, he calls me every day from work, like sometimes <laughs> twice, three times. Yeah, it, it <laughs> just means a lot. It's just about being consistent with, with love and service, and and that that that's a big thing. What would maybe this is a monotonous question, but what would mean the most to you and draw you in to connect on like a deeper level? Not not like intimately, like yeah, maybe that. But I'm I'm more talking about like you know, re reigniting those sparks that were there, like, you know, when, when they were dating, like, what would draw, like, a man in to, like, connect on a deeper level like that again? Um, past, like, the stresses of life and past, um, what may have become routine, past, you know, just, like, the monotonous. Well, for me, encouraging me, um, when you see I do something, I mean, to, to, to tell me that you notice and that you're proud, um, and to just love me unconditionally when I make mistakes, to to still love me, um, to be easy on me, um, because nine times out of ten, any failure or problem deserves for doesn't deserve for forgiveness, but needs forgiveness. Yeah, I noticed the days where Vincent is having like a really hard day, and he may even be like kind of snarky, um, like unintentionally, like directing his like stress towards me. Um, or even, like, insecurities, like, guys have insecurities, too, and, like, so, like, a lot of times, like, he might be, like, subconsciously, like, deflecting them onto me, and when I, like, there are days where I'm, like, whoa, 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 like, you know, I can be just, just as snarky back, but the, the other days where, um, you know, I kind of just, like, let it go and, like, just ride with it and, like, am more gracious with him, I guess, um, I notice that, like, he catches on to that. And he's actually, like, it, it, it shifts his mood, and he's, he ends up, like, it changes the whole day, and he ends up being sweeter to me, like, almost like he feels really bad, and he realizes it, like, like, and what I'm trying to say is, like, he doesn't need to hear that he's being mean to me, like, he, he realizes that. So when I give him, when I grant him grace in those moments, um, it, you know, it says, like, the level of mercy you dish out will be dished out back to you, so, like, when I give him mercy, like, I am getting even more mercy. And mercy means to embrace one um, with, with tenderheartedness. Um, so, anyways. Um, of course, the woman, does, the woman does not want to be the leading. Like, she doesn't want to initiate, like, being pursued. So, what does it look like, Vincent, for our listener? Like, what does it look like to let her husband, like, take the lead and to encourage him to take the lead um, bringing back that excitement that once stood in the marriage, like to pursue her. 
Um, I mean, I would just say just to continue to seek the Lord. Um, and one of the other things is to fight sin, to fight sin, and um, resist him, resist temptation, and don't allow Satan to suck the life out of your marriage with sin and adultery. Just to seek Christ for help and to seek Christ for everything. And I know I keep saying that, but it's the only way to have an effective marriage. You you can't do it on your own. And I know a lot of the times I used to think before I got married, well, Satan would put in my head, well, there are plenty of other fam other marriages, they're not Christian and they're still married or you know, it seems all right. But nine times out of ten, when you hear about someone being divorced or you hear about a problem, don't you usually say, well, I didn't expect that. How, what in the world? How did they get a divorce? I thought they loved each other. And the truth is that a lot of people do not share with you or show on the outside the struggles that they're having. And a lot of people who don't know Christ and are married and stay married, I would say don't stay married with a happy marriage. And I hear that a lot of the times from friends and I see it in in family and, and with other people that just because you stay married doesn't actually or directly mean that you're happily married and that you're lovingly married or that there's forgiveness or freedom in your relationship. Um, it it takes Christ to do that and I, I don't believe that it's there's an effective way to have a marriage or relationship without having a relationship with Christ. Yeah, I think that... Um what Vincent is saying, like, he's, you know, he could spew off, like, a million things you can do, but ultimately, like, you know, you would just be, like, like hitting a nail on the on its head or whatever that phrase is. <laughs> I think I got that totally wrong. But, um, you know, what I'm trying to say is, you know, he, he's, he's giving you, like, the root to the root answer, not just, like, a pat answer, you know. Um, really, like, I know for me, like, um... I went probably, like, right after my son was born, um, I had, like, really bad, like, postpartum depression, and I went, like, six months without, like, doing my, like, quiet time and, like, really, like, growing in my walk with the Lord and, like, seeking my strength from Him. Like, I just, like, stopped, like, talking to Him altogether and, um, and, like, stopped praying and everything and, um, like, meditating on His Word and, oh my word, like, I got so much more depressed. Like, our relationship was, like, terrible. Um, I was like, I don't know, I felt like I was just at rock bottom. And, um, and Vincent actually started kind of following suit. Um, and so needless to say, we went through a really rocky, like, point in our marriage at that point. And like, but when we finally decided, okay, like, something has got to change. And we knew, we knew the problem was that we weren't spending time with the Lord. We weren't, like, developing, like, our faith. And we weren't getting our strength from God. Um, because he really is our foundation. And so we were, like, falling apart. Um, and when we started seeking him again, like, it literally, like, it was like somebody, like, flipped a switch. And um, that really, like, we, we already had known the answer, but we kind of just, like, I guess we were too lazy or, like, we just didn't want to, like, follow, like, like listen to the answer. Um, we were just really stubborn. But when we actually, like, started seeking God again, like, that was when, like, our problems literally, 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 literally disappeared, um, so I just want to, like, drill that in, um, but anyways, that is it for this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating, and, um, share with your girlfriends,
Um, I'm actually coming out with my book in 2020. So when you get five people to subscribe and just like shoot me an email of who did, um, I will send you a free copy of my book. And we want to reach as many women as possible to live her best life yet. So that is our intention. With that said, we will see y'all next week. Bye.